all I know, man. That's all I know. Hallelujah type of day. It's a hallelujah type of day. It's a true living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22, y'all. Happy Mother's Day to y'all. Yeah, happy Mother's Day to y'all. Trust me, my sons, or my daughter too sometimes, they make me feel the fact that I am a mother. Trust me. (laughs) They make me feel it. Do you hear me? I'm serious, man. People were calling yesterday and looking for that food truck. You know somebody woke me up out my sleep last night calling me about that food truck. Where y'all at? In the bag. I am. I see you talk to them other ones. You know, because I knew, but they were looking for y'all. Yeah, and I'm like, see, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Y'all mess around and let Fussy got them 26s. And that's what he want folk to see, exactly. That's what he want folk to see. You know, I'm like, you can park that car in front of the truck and let folks see that car. And since that's just what you want folks, that's just, it's just crazy. And I've still been making my money. So why they see my car. Yeah, what they got to do with anything? Uh-uh, better not ask me for nothing this week because I'm acting crazy. I ain't lying. Uh-uh, no, you had the opportunity. No, sorry, buddy. Uh-uh. Yeah, I'm talking about they were looking for it. They were <laughs> Cam Lacey called me. <laughs> yeah, they were looking for it. <laughs> Them jokers got my number in their phone. <laughs> he didn't call Tasty Street, called my phone. Like, yeah, I got this damn number. Did that mean what y'all in? In the bed. <laughs> yeah, I was so aggravated when I went to sleep. <laughs> Mm-mm. I said, Lord, but yeah, Luke chapter 22. It's good to be loved like that, y'all. Amen. You know what I'm saying? It's good for people to look for you like that. It is. I don't take stuff like that lightly, just so y'all know. I count that as a fact. That's a blessing. 
that's a blessing. I'm serious for people to look for you, you know, people to want you. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I can remember growing up when folk didn't want their children around me. <laughs> I ain't lying. I don't want you hanging with that thing. She's too grown, you know. She do too much and folk didn't want their kids with me and stuff. So I know what it's like to not be wanted. To go to a place now where people are looking for you, you know, where you're sought after. And also that's a great honor to have. I don't count that likely, you know. I don't say it from a, you know, I say it from a humble standpoint. That's a blessing to me. It means a lot. Luke chapter 22. And Luke chapter 22. I'm going to try to get into something the Lord gave me last week. I know traditionally with Mother's Day people will be talking about traditional type stuff. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you a mother, you should about pretty much understand what Mother's Day is about. If you are a mother. You know what I'm saying? That means if you are really carrying out the role of a mother, then you understand what it's about. You realize that you was carrying something until it was a time to birth that something. And then even after you birthed that something, you still have to nurture that something. You know, understand what I'm saying? That's the reason why it's kind of hard to get away from your children when they get 18, you know, because you still got some nurturing that's got to be done. To be honest with you, I've come to realize that that seems like that's when them jokers really need you. I'm just being honest because now they out there finna try to figure this world out and, and you know what I'm saying? And it's crazy. It's all kind of stuff. Their life is literally fixing to begin. They're fixing, to, you know, credit is fixing to start and responsibilities and all that kind of stuff like that is fixing to start. So I realized just by having kids and seeing how things is now that it's like, oh, no, you might, might not throw them in the garbage. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't get rid of them just yet. Just kind of from the side, you know, help them out because they need that. You know, they're going to need your voice or whatever the case may be. Now, please let me say this. That don't mean that I'm going to kick in and take over and do their stuff for them. No, what it means is I'm talking about assisting them with helping them to get the necessary places that they need to be at. Okay, so listen, you don't understand credit. Like Quinn came to me about credit. Well, I said, I didn't talk to Quinn about credit, you know, how it was. And also it means helping them to assist them in their adult lives and where they're going as adults. So I realized at 18, it don't stop. Basically, it does not stop at 18. So, but <clears throat> so if you are a mother, you understand that. So I don't have to go through all the rigmarole of putting a message together concerning Mother's Day and all the traditional type stuff. I just don't go for all of that. I'd rather follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. I said Happy Mother's Day. That was good, you know. So I'd rather follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So the Lord started dealing with me on last week, and we ended up going in a whole nother direction in a certain essence concerning what it was that the Lord had started uh, ministering to me about and I want to get back into the vein of that so that we can get to where it is that we need to be so um, Luke chapter 22 and I'm going to go down to verse 27 let's pick it up at verse 27 Luke chapter 22 and verse 27 Luke 22 and 27 and I've got a little lengthy reading, so let's let me get into it. So and I'll come back and bring the subject to y'all and help you to understand where I'm going. Verse 27 says, For whether is greater, he that sitteth at meat, or he that serveth. It's not he that sitteth at meat, 
but I am among you as he that serveth. So this is Jesus talking. He's about to give a revelation to them. And I really want y'all to grab hold and pray today that you get revelation. Because he's about to give divine revelation to them concerning some things. Verse 28, he says, Ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. All right. So let's cap back to verse 27. Let me make sure because I want y'all to get the fullness of this. He's asking the question. He said, for which one is going to be greater? The one that's sitting at the table to eat the meat or the one that's serving the meat? Right? You get that? It's not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you as he that serves. He says, that's who? That's my position. My position is the servant. That's my position. Then he says, ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. Check out what he says. Catch what he's saying to them. He says, you've been with me through all that I've had to face. You have been right there in all of my temptings and everything. So now don't you understand that the servant was actually tempted too, right? You see that the Savior was actually tempted too. The Bible also says that. It says, for we have not a high priest which could not could be touched by the feeling of our infirmities. For he was likewise tempted as we were, yet was without sin, right? That's what it says. Let me give you the scripture reference so you can have that. That's something I want y'all to always remember that scripture because that's one of my um that's one of my show nubs right there. Oh God, let me get back to it. I'm gonna give it to you. I want y'all to remember that one. That is, that's a scripture worth keeping and knowing. That's actually Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. Put that in your reference. Hebrews 4 and 15. It says, and I quoted it too. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted. You see that? Like as we were, yet was without sin. So now, so you understand that you have to see Jesus is saying to them, that was Hebrews 4 and 15. Jesus says to them in Luke chapter 22 and verse 28, he says, you, you are they that which have continued with me in my temptation. So you've been there with me now through the good times and the bad times. You've been right there. Verse 29, he says, and I appoint unto you. I want y'all to remember that. He says, and I appoint unto you what? A kingdom. You see this? I need y'all to get this now. Look what he says. He says, I appoint. To appoint something means that I have literally given this to you. I have literally assigned this to you, right? He says, I appoint unto you a kingdom. As my father has what? Appointed unto me, right? All right, listen, I need y'all to get it now. He says, look, I'm giving you the same thing. That was given to me, right? Right. Okay? And so this is the question that I'm posing in the house today. This is the title of the message. This is what I am opposing in the house today. This is the question. Are we there yet? Huh? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That's the question. I'm posing the question, asking y'all. You see what he said? He said the same thing. That my father gave to me. Mm -hmm. I gave to y'all. But are we there yet? Mm -hmm. 
Are we there yet? Are we there yet? So part of the struggle of, that we have as to why we're not there is let's back this thing up, go back up to verse 27. Let's back it up. Part of the problem as to why we're not there yet, I'm going to show you. He says, but I am among you as he that, that's what we're messing up at. See, we want to be the other side. What he says, for whether it's greater, he that sitteth at meat, that's what we want to be. We want to be the sitteth at meat. All right now. Are we there yet? We want to be, Lord, help me today. It's a hallelujah type of day. We want to be the city at meat. What you talking about, Pastor Lee? I'm going to show you. That's the reason why Christianity loves to put all the responsibility on God. Concerning everything. Because we want to be the one that sitteth at meat. But don't want to be the one that serves. Are we there yet? I want God to take this from me. Why don't you just give it? I done told y'all God ain't no taker. He don't. God don't even take life even though they say, you know, they, God took that woman life. They took that woman life. Jesus said, you can't take my life except I lay it down. Ain't that what he said? I told y'all God ain't no taker. You got to give it to him. You can't be saying, Lord, I want you to take this alcohol from me. Why ain't you giving it to him? Lord, I want you to take stealing from me. Why don't you give it to him? He's not a taker. Give it to him. So the thing that we do, we got in a position as to where we want everything done for us. We want to be the one that sit at me. But Jesus said, look, I told y'all he hit him with the whole new flex on it. He said, uh-uh, I ain't in here for me. I'm here to serve. In other words, I ain't here for what I can give. Amen. I'm here to give. Amen. You, you know, when you understand the position of a servant, a servant yeah. is someone that has and they're given what they have. The person sitting at the table is the one that ain't got nothing. Which one you'd rather be? Give me servanthood. I don't know about y'all. Give me servanthood. Servanthood is the one that has. You think about it. You go over to the restaurant. Just stick in your head. You go over to the restaurant. That servant has the ability to go into that kitchen. They have the privilege or the honor the entitlement to go into that kitchen and to get what it is. You don't. You got to sit there and wait. Huh? Give me access, Rhoda. I'd rather have access than to have to sit there and wait. You got to wait for that servant to bring the food. Then if the servant don't bring it in a time, you think you mad. But see, when you are the servant, you got access. Um, 
You got access. God, help me please. You got access when you're the servant. You can go behind the doors. You can go in the cooler. But when you're just sitting there for meat, you got to wait for meat to be served to you. That's the mentality that the Christianity done picked up with this waiting for meat, wanting something to be handed, don't want to be a servant. And when you don't understand that you have it all, that's what you will do. Sit there waiting for something to happen for you. Well, I'm just waiting on my change to come and your change done came. It done already came. Well, I'm just waiting on what you mean you waiting. You just waiting. It's already done came. Don't you understand that Jesus clearly said right here. He says, listen, in verse 29, he says, and I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father has appointed unto me. So what's the problem? Are we there yet? He says, I have appointed unto you a kingdom. I have appointed unto you. A kingdom, he says. A kingdom. A kingdom is the king's domain. That's what kingdom means. It is ruled by a king. It is a superior one that's there. I have appointed unto you, he says. The same thing that was given unto me. Do you think the father gave him something wrong? So he says, the same thing that was given unto me, I've given unto you. But are we there yet? No, we still running around, still trying to do church. We still running around, still trying to play games, still trying to do religion and missing the whole kingdom. In the kingdom, everybody is respected in the kingdom. In the kingdom, everybody is regarded. Everybody is honored in the kingdom. Well, are we there yet? Hit them. Came a whole nother ride on them. Took it back. Let's go. Let me show you again. For whether it's greater, verse 27, back it up. Let's get it now. You got it. For whether it's greater, he that sitteth at meat or he that serveth. It's not he that sitteth at meat, but I am among you. Thank you, Lord. As he that serveth. Ye are they which continued with me in my temptation. The man said, I done showed y'all how this thing is done. Y'all said, y'all. I'm telling you, we're going to give an account of a bunch of stuff. The man said, look, I done showed y'all. You saw it, he said. You saw me whoop temptation. So for everybody that like to use that, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's just my, I'm human. For all of us that like to pull that human card, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I mean, you know, I am human. Jesus said, well, you saw me. You saw me be tempted with it too. And I didn't fall in it. So that give me your excuse. Huh? Y'all, you, you see that, don't you? I want to know if y'all see this in the word or if I'm making this stuff up because I need to stop if I am. He said, you see me. You have saw me in temptations. You literally saw me. Jesus said, you saw me want to slap that woman. <laughs> You saw it and, and you saw me and I didn't slap her. I just broke down and said, Father, thank you. You saw me. Uh-huh. You saw all of that. You saw that PYT come over there, brushing up on me. 
I turned them down. You saw it. You saw me in my temptations. You were able to witness it. It wasn't something y'all heard about, but you were able to witness it. You were able to see me stand firm and be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of my father. You saw me do it, he said. You saw it. Now, what is it about us that will literally encounter Christ and still act a fool? What is it? Literally encounter him, but still act a fool. And I appoint unto you a kingdom, he says, as my father appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink. That is, ye ain't got no business being without nothing, he said. That you may eat and drink at where? Where? Y'all, I don't think y'all. <laughs> oh, God. I'm trying not to move from here. No, Jesus. And sit on thrones. Judging the 12 tribes of Israel. Let's get in it. He says, okay, look. You have the ability to eat and drink, which means that everything that you need is supplied. Right? So there's no reason for anybody that carries this type this title, this position, this authority with God to be in a position of lack. Amen. I said you didn't hear me, did you? Amen. There is no excuse, no reason, God, what you doing to me, Holy Ghost? There's no reason mm-hmm. for anybody that walks in this position and this fellowship and this light to be in any position of lack. Amen. You understand me? But I need y'all to understand something. I asked the question, are we there yet? Because what I need you to understand, what I'm saying to you is, let's take it on a natural journey so that you can see it. If we leave from this building right now and decide to go to Exxon, that means that we are on a route, right? That means that there is steps that have to be taken, right, in order to get there. Now, clearly you can see Exxon from this building, but does that mean you're there. No. Okay then. I said are we there yet? On, are we there yet? You've got to make a decision to see exactly where you are and be honest about the place of where you are. Just because you see it, Moses, don't mean you going in. That's right. Moses saw the promised land, but he couldn't go in. You make it see X, son, but you won't go in. If you don't line your life up, if you do not put yourself in the right positions as what this says right here, you will just be somebody that see it but won't ever touch it. It is what it is. That you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones. Look at the position, y'all. Look at the position. Sit on thrones, he says. My God, y'all don't hear me. Sit on thrones, he says. Then hits and says, judging. Let's talk about this. 
the 12 tribes of Israel. Okay, now that looks contradictory, don't it? Because what we have seen in the Bible and what we've been taught says this, judge not lest I be judged. Okay, let's get into it. Now, the Bible clearly states, I want to say it's in Revelation, that the saints would judge the world is what the Bible says. It says the saints, I need y'all to get it now. It says the saints shall judge the world. So then, there is a glorified position that you can get in. There is a place in God that you can get in. Now, what it literally means, it doesn't always mean that your mouth is going to be on the people. When you're talking about judge not lest I be judged, it means when your mouth is on the people. But when it's talking about judging the 12 tribes of Israel, Rhoda, can I tell you something, baby? It's your life for sure. You ain't got to say a word. Your life will speak to judgment because they'll look and say, you know what? I could have been that right there too. I could have had that too. I'm sitting over here strung out on dope. You understand? Me and her graduated together, and that girl doing good in life. Yeah. Things is just prosperous for her. She's just so favored and everything, and I'm strung out over here on dope. See, that judge. That's the life judging. But now where you will get in trouble is if you start letting your mom judge it. Uh, son, these people don't go to church. These people don't, they don't get that stuff. And I had two of them. Look. When your mouth, that's when. Because, see, that comes out of the abundance of the heart. So then that means that there is a heart issue when the mouth starts speaking against it. But when the life shows it, that's a whole different thing. That's what it's talking about, the saints. And so, okay, break it down a little further. All right, so then me and Jesus is, is together. And you see me be blessed because of Jesus being right there with me. Jesus has, uh, I drink out of the cup that Jesus has. You see, you know, the favor be on me that Jesus Jesus has and everything, but then you are across the street and you see that on me, you see me walking in that, and so you are looking at that and you're saying, I should have been in that too, see, I should, you know what I'm saying, I should have got in that, I shouldn't have been over here doing what I'm doing, I should have got in that, see, that is a judgment based off of a life of how things, how the saints would judge, because it is a righteousness judge, but when it is, say, for instance, if I am with Jesus, so to speak, and I start looking at the people across the road, and I start saying, you know, well, look at them over there. I see that. That's what they get. You know, they over there drinking and uh, they over here doing all this old kind of stuff. And I, I, uh, uh, baby, I got, oh no, I got it going on over here and all this little kind of stuff. Now that is the wrong judge because what happens in that is uh, that's where it talks about judge, not lest thou be judged. So then that's when it puts you in a predicament as it will pull you into something. It's people now having to deal with stuff that wasn't ever designed for their life per God because he told me this. But their mouths got them in the situation because they sat there and talked about somebody else, you know, instead of them allowing their life to be the judge. When your life is the judge, that's when people will hate you without cause when your life is the judge. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? When your life, that's when they'll look at you and they'll say things 
things, you know, and that your life will judge them. It'll convict them. It'll make them want to convert because your life, they see that y'all both were raised in the projects, but you came out of the projects. They see that you both used to be on dope, but now you are dope doing good. See, your life now is judging. It's not your mouth. So he says, you're going to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. They're going to be looking and saying, this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is how life was supposed to be for us. Right here. This is the opportunity that we have forfeited. And people are prone to be drawn more to you when they can see it based off your life, based in your, than based off your mouth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. When people can just see and say, you know what, Delphine, girl, man, you know what? You admire me. You know, I you know, I you 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 just inspire me. I get inboxes for people saying that, so help me God. Delphine, you know, I just pay attention to you. You just inspire you inspire me. And all see, it's my life. It ain't nothing about the words that come out my mouth because I ain't went to nobody or I haven't said about anybody. Oh, you know, you know, with this and that. See, and that's what he says that the twelve tribes of Israel will be judged because what they're going to see is is what they should have been doing that they were not doing. That's how you win folk. Do you hear me? That's how you win folk. That's how you win folk. It's when people see you in temptations. I told y'all I'm going to stay in the book. I live this book. This when people can see you in temptations, just like Jesus said. You saw me in my temptations, he told them. So this is how you win folk. It's when they can see you in them temptations and see you walk out of them still righteous. When they can see you walk in the dope house and you come out and you ain't smoke nothing. Because you went in for a purpose. To do what needed to be done and you came out. And then they have hope to say, well, no. If she can go in there and came out, there's a hope. There's a hope. Are we there yet? Verse 31, and the Lord says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. See, he's talking to Peter before the conversion. He says, listen, y'all got to catch it. This conversation took place before the conversion. Can I say something to y'all that the Holy Spirit told me last night in, in, in the midst of everything that was going on with me yesterday? Lost a hubcap on my ice cream truck, aggravated the fire out of me and all. And in the midst of all of that stuff that was going on, the Holy Spirit, I still commune with him. And the Holy Spirit said to me, he was talking to me, he said, Delphine, I will always, always attempt to get to someone before something can happen. 
I will always, because I will not have you ignorant concerning the devices of Satan. I'm always going to attempt to get to you so that you know. I'm always going to put a point of deliverance to, uh, right there available to you before something can get you. I'm always going to, I'm going to assign somebody to your life or something, or you're going to read a book or you're going to catch a message. It's always going to be something that's going to be said to you that will literally stop what the enemy is desiring to do. Always. You see what he told Peter? See what he told him? Because see, what he was trying to let them see is, is although you are around me, are we there yet? Do y'all hear me? He's saying, although you are around me, see, that's the reason why you can't ever take for granted, even if you have a good relationship with your pastor or, or, you know, whomever the Lord has assigned to your life. You cannot take for granted and think that just because you got a good relationship with them, that that means you are as solid as a rock. No, it don't. You better hear me. No, it don't. What, What makes you solid as a rock is when you have been converted. Uh, Jesus was saying to Peter, boy, I ain't going to be able to trust you till you get converted. Do you hear me? I, I ain't going to be able to really trust you, Peter, till you get converted. Now, see, I, 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 can't, I can't just be hung up on the fact of what you're saying, you know. I can't get caught up in the fact that you're hanging around and, and the fact that you're here every day. And all. Ah, uh-uh, baby, you can be around but still not be converted. Boy, you ain't been changed yet. Are we there yet? He said, boy, you ain't been changed yet. See, you still trying to do church. I'm trying to birth kingdom. Are we there yet? You still trying to do religion and I'm trying to birth relation. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You still holding on and I'm saying let go. Are we there yet? Huh? You still trying to keep it. I'm saying release. Are we there yet? You still saying hot and I'm saying cold. Are we there yet? You still saying up and I'm saying it's down now. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? He said, Simon. Simon. Behold. Which means pay attention to. Satan has desired. He got a hit out on you. He want to have you. I want y'all to notice what he says right there. He said he desires to have you. It's not the fact that he want to just use you. I need to talk to somebody today. He desires to have you. He don't just want you to make one mistake. He wants you to leave. He wants you to give up on God. He wants you to completely backslide. He wants you to change partners, do do That's what he wants you to do. He says he desires to have you. Now, when you look in the context, because I'm a thinker. Y'all know I likes to think. When you look in the context, boy, well, before Peter met Christ, what was the enemy's objective of him then? Huh? Before Peter, I want you to think about it. Before Peter heard that, follow me. What was the enemy's object, objective of him then? Was it really 
doing too much because he had him then. It says Peter was a cusser. Mm-hmm. So, wasn't really messing with him too tough. And I'll tell you why. He wasn't really messing with him too tough. One, he was in a suspended position. It's what I like to call it. The Lord gave me this years ago when he first saved me. I back in 97. The Lord gave me revelation on this, and I'll remember it till I die. He showed me, he said, Delphine, you got to understand, this is the position that y'all be in. You be in what is called suspended in midair. You're suspended. And so you have me in front, and you have the enemy in the back. And then that's where your choosing, your choice comes in, where you have to decide. So Peter is suspended. He's right in this place. But now the enemy knows that if you ever get in the position of being who God wants you to be, that's when you are the greatest danger meant to him. The greatest danger meant. So he now sees that Peter has taken a position of following Christ because Christ has said to Peter, follow me. And Peter has followed. Uh, he ain't there yet, though, now. But he has taken the position to follow. Do y'all be all with me? Mm-hmm. He ain't arrived yet, but he has taken the position to follow. And just by him taking the position to follow is enough threat to the enemy. Just you coming in the door. Y'all better hear me. Why you think he tried to keep you out? Huh? Why you think he tried to pull people out the house? Because he know just coming in the house. Go rattle the cage. He know that. He know just making a conversation, having a phone call. He know if you just call Pastor Lee and talk to Pastor Lee about what's going on. Oh, he'll make it all right. He'll make it all right. He'll make it all right. He know that, see. He know that. So he don't want that. So Jesus says to Peter, you're not there yet, boy. But if you pay attention to me, I'm going to expose the plan of what he's trying to do. Okay, so let me bust him. Bust him, Jesus. Peter, he desires to have you <laughs> and wants to sift you as wheat. Exposed right there, didn't he? Exposed right there. I don't know what it is about people that don't get that about the Lord. For some reason, they just don't get that about the Lord. That the Lord will literally expose what's going on. He will let you see, even if he has to communicate it to you in a dream, to show you what they're doing, what the enemy, what the enemy is using people to do. He'll show you. He straight says to Peter right there, Simon, called his name twice, matter of fact. He says, Simon, Simon, boy, listen to me. Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. So what he's about to do is, is he is about to show all your particles. Huh? 
When you sift flour, I do it weekly. You got all those particles that comes up to the surface that holds no value, those clumps and all. He said he desires to bring an exposure to you. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's desiring to bring some things up to the forefront in your life, boy. That's what he's wanting to do. Are we there yet? You can't think that because you are around me that that is enough to save you. No, I've got to occupy you. I've got to get in you. My kingdom has to become you in order for you to be able to win the victory. You cannot think, well, I'm just a part of trim, so I'm blessed. Oh, no, it'll get you some stuff. But it ain't going to get you all the things. You got to let it get in you in order for it to get you all things. You can't just hang around. You can't just think because your name on the book, you know. Well, I got my name on the book. I'm a member or whatever the case. No, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. He says, no, Peter. He at you. He's at you. And he desires to sift you as wheat. He wants to bring an exposure to you. So what I want you to do is, is I want you to go ahead and deal with those things so that they don't become public on you like that. Go ahead and deal with the issues. Go ahead and address the dilemmas that you have going on on the inside of you. I need y'all to hear the context of what Jesus is saying to him. He said he desires to sift who? You, right? So he said, he ain't, listen, I understand that some of you be saying, well, you don't know what he did to me, or you don't know what she did to me. No, baby, he said he finna seal. He ain't said nothing about them, did he? So he said he finna deal with you, about you, and how you handling the situation. Huh? You may even be justified in it. They probably did do it. Uh-huh. I'm quite sure they did. Y'all know I've testified a lot about some stuff that people done did to me. But when it came time for me to get sifted, it was about it was about me. It wasn't about them. He said Satan desires to sift you, boy, as wheat. He desires to get you. Are we there yet? He desires to get you. Okay. And he said, listen, listen, listen now. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to help y'all today. Listen to Peter talking back. He says, no, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go to verse 32. He says, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. Thank you, Lord. And when thou art, listen, and when thou art, and when thou art, and when thou art, y'all see that word when? And when thou art, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we at that place of conversion? And when thou art converted, then he says you're going to be able to do what? That's when you're going to be able to help somebody. That's when your life is going to judge the 12 tribes. But see, when you ain't been strengthened and you putting your mouth on folk, that's when you going to get judged. Mm-hmm. Now, do y'all understand judgment? Mm-hmm. Do y'all understand judging now? Did I make it plain? Yes. 
Huh? Your life, when you can strengthen your brother, that's when they will look at you and say, you know what? It's sad. Me and her graduated together and that girl doing good and all. And I ain't doing good. You know what I'm saying? See, you ain't said a word out your mouth. Your life is judging. Your life is bringing a conviction. It's making them want to do better, causing them to see where they are at. Not your mouth. So he told Peter, when you get converted, boy, when you change in your heart, that's when you're going to be able to help them people. You ain't going to be able to do it from the position of just popping off at your mouth. Shut up. Your life is going to have to do it. They're going to have to see you walk through the fire and come out. It's pure gold. They're going to have to see it. They're going to have to see you stand, resist the devil, mm-hmm. and he flee. They're going to have to see you turn down the party. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to see you Amen. do it. That's what he was telling Peter. When you get converted, that's when you're going to be able to help them. You can't help people doing the same stuff they're doing. Amen. You can't. You can't help them. I don't care what you say. You can't help them. The Bible said that ain't nothing but the blind leading the blind. It said both of them going to end up in a ditch. Read the text. That's what it say. Both of them going to end up in a ditch. He says, Peter, when the conversion takes place, that's when you're going to be able to help. It done been too many people that have fallen away from grace, called themselves, trying to go help somebody, and they weren't strong enough to help them people, and they mess around and fail too. They messed around and got in a situation too. I know what I can deal with and what I can't, y'all. I ain't lying. I tell you, I, I can't do that. That's too much for me. And I'm gone. I'll call in a big dog in a minute. I can't handle that one. You got this one, Apostle? You got this one? Because this one ain't mine. I know it. And he was trying to let Peter see you're not there yet, baby. You haven't arrived there yet. There's certain things that's got to happen in order for you to know that you have made it there. I feel the Holy Ghost today. It's certain things that's got to happen in order for you to know that you have made it there. And he said, Peter, you ain't made it there yet. One of the ways you know you ain't made it there yet is because you ain't been converted. See, you ain't been converted. You still getting caught up in stuff. You still finding yourself gossiping. You still finding yourself looking down on folk. You still sitting in there struggling with self-image. And oh, look at you. You ain't converted yet, Peter. You ain't converted. Because see, when you get converted into the kingdom that I have and the kingdom that I have appointed for you, you're not going to struggle with any of that. When temptation shows itself up to you, you're going to be able to say, temptation, get out of here. Mm-hmm. I ain't studying you. You're not converted yet, he says. You're not. Are we there yet? Verse 33 says, And he said unto the Lord, this Peter talking, And he said unto the Lord, Lord, I'm ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. You see his mouth talking? Huh? You hear his mouth talking? You hear his mouth talking? But how do you know that Peter was really not ready? I'll tell you how you know. Cuz, listen to me. I'm going to tell you how you know he wasn't ready. He denied Jesus. He wasn't ready. 
he was hanging around, but he hadn't been converted. It's a dangerous thing to just hang around and not experience the conversion. When you got people that just hang around and had been converted, soon as something happened that go on between y'all and they don't like it, they'll be gone. Because they hadn't been converted. See, conversion will cause you to sit your butt down. Conversion will cause you to understand even yeah. when you're being chastised. That's what conversion will do. But when you haven't been converted, you take everything personal that's done been said. You get offended by everything that they say. You think every message is about you and it's picking at you and all that kind of stuff. When you ain't been converted. And you will tell a lie just like Peter did, Lord. Uh, what he said, I'm ready to go with you. Talking about even the prison and death. Man, when a little girl came up and said, wasn't you with Jesus? A little girl, the Bible said. A little girl, wasn't even no adult. It said a little girl. So like, wasn't you with that man? No. You lied to a child. You ain't ready. You ain't been converted. You ain't been converted. I'm going to show y'all another sign that show you you ain't converted. When you don't care about damaging other folk, don't you do it, fiend. Yes, I am. When you don't care about damaging other people, you ain't been converted. A lot of stuff I don't do because I care about y'all. I turn down a lot of stuff. I get tempted with stuff, but I turn it down because I don't want my reputation messed up and I care about what it'll do to y'all. You know you ain't been converted when you just fall into stuff. Don't care about it killing your children. Don't care about it killing your grandchildren. No, you ain't converted. You, you ain't could go somewhere, meet me at the trap. It's going down. I'll take it to your face. You ain't converted. You ain't, that ain't conversion. Because conversion cares. And that's what he was trying to tell Peter. You ain't there yet. Conversion cares. See, conversion looks down a lineage and cares about what it does to the next generation to come. Do you hear me? See, I care about certain things because I don't want mad at them to have to face it. I care about it. I care about certain stuff because I don't want that blood to have to twinkle down some stuff that I did. See, so I care. Conversion has not taken place when you can be so quick to get into something. Uh-uh, you ain't been, get away from me, tell me, tell me, get mad. This right here make folk mad. I don't care. Because I know conversion. Conversion will uh, give you an opportunity where you say no. 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 And if you struggle, you still tell the truth about it. When it's conversion. When it's the truth. Peter was speaking out of turn. He was speaking out of turn. Y'all better hear me. Peter was speaking out of turn. I heard Javon, Pastor Javon Goose say this. He sold a lot of seeds into my life that I'll forever live by. He said, I don't want nobody else ever coming up to me in this church saying to me, that you ain't going to ever leave destiny. You're going to always be there and all this kind of stuff. And God called you here and you promised that you're going to commit to here. And all he said, because everybody that said that, they gone. And a lot of them left him bleeding. They hurt him. You hear me? 
I'd rather for you not to say it to me. I'd just rather for you to show it. Just keep your words. I mean that. I don't even talk to apostle like that. I show her what I'm going to do. I exemplify it. My love expresses itself. My respect and my honor expresses itself. And I say that to you because this is what you got to understand. As soon as you put the words out there, guess what's coming? Oh, they finna be tested. I've seen them say it. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard them, I'm going to say. I've heard them express their loyalty. Shoot. What they at now? What they at? Like that song say, what they at though? What they at though? Huh? What they at? Yeah, trim is my place. What they at though? Shoot, the enemy got so crooked in certain situations. What they at though? He teamed them up. Mm-hmm. What they at though? Uh-uh. He said, Peter, you're speaking out of turn. You're speaking out of turn. Keep your mouth closed until you know you have been converted in a situation. Do y'all hear your pastor? Keep your mouth closed until you know you have been converted in a situation. Don't you talk about nobody. Don't say nothing. Keep your mouth off folk. Don't say nothing. It opens doors for testing to come. And if you have not been converted, the same thing that happened to Peter, which was a fall, will take place for you and me too. He wasn't ready. He wasn't there yet. And I know some folk would think, well, you know, I mean, I, you know, I ain't going to do such and such. You got some folk talk like this. I ain't going to never such. I don't say that. I done told y'all, I don't use the word never. I don't think nobody on this earth qualified to use that word. You don't know what you're going to do. Shoot, you don't. You don't know what you're going to do. I'm going to tell y'all something. I am very smart. I'm not a dumb young lady. And I might not know trig. I might not know geometry in all in full context, but I am smart. I'm telling you, I got sense enough to know when to hold and when to fold. I bet you that I don't pick at folk about stuff. I don't brag about stuff that I got because the Lord give it and the Lord take it away, honey. I don't do it. That's the reason why if you ever, if the, when the Lord sends me who he's going to send me, you're going to see me. I'm going to be proud, but I bet you you ain't going to catch me flaunting that man in front of folk and flazing and picking and all this old kind of stuff in front of folk. You know why? Because I could be with the Joker in 2021 and 2022 bring a storm in our life and we can't stand each other in 2023. You hear me? I don't do it. I just say what the Bible said. Give us this day our daily bread. Ain't that what it said? He said, listen, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of itself is what it's saying. You know what I'm saying? I thank God for what I got today. I do it every day. But baby, he can get the Lexus. He can get the Toyota. All of it can go. If I get the thinking... I'm bigger than other folk, you know. Oh, I got to know. I'm too scared to do that. I'm humble. I'm humble. And I'm trying to teach some people. Stay low. How low 
can you go? <laughs> Stay low. He said, Peter, you ain't ready. Are we there yet? He said, you ain't ready. Peter said, I go to prison, even on the day. Verse 34, Jesus said this. I tell you what, Peter. Notice he changed his name. Y'all see that, didn't you? Y'all catch I'm glad y'all caught that. Huh? He said, look, boy. I'm finna speak to the part inside of you that you denied. Huh? I'm finna speak to the liar inside of you. Y'all better catch what Jesus did. Uh -huh. You better catch what Jesus did. He said, Simon is the external. Peter is that liar in the inside. Let me holler at Peter for a minute. Yeah. Huh? Because folk would be in your face saying they one way, but a whole nother way on the inside. No, baby, I need to see what I'm working with. I want to know what's sitting now. Who is that? Is that Jacqueline? Who is that? Is that Debbie? Who is that? Huh? Who is that? Is that Caroline? Which one is that? Is that Rashonda? What? Who is that? Which one is that that's talking? Uh, he said, Simon, Simon, when he first spoke to him and said, Satan desired to get you, boy. But then when Peter spoke, he said, oh, Peter? Here go that liar. Here go that liar. He said, here go that liar. Here you go. Here you go. He said, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day. Before that thou shall thrice deny that you even know me. You see that? You're going to deny that you even know me. You just got through saying out your mouth you'll die for me. Go to prison for me. But now you're going to sit there and deny. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you. You better hear me. Stuff can happen. That's why I keep my mouth closed. Because I'm telling you, that's why I hush. I don't talk. Because you don't know what you will do. You hear what I'm telling you? You don't know what you will do. They got so much stuff going around now just right here in awe about people that's supposed to be telling on folk and working for the police and all this kind of stuff. And you know what I said? I said, well, I ain't going to say they ain't. I said, because so you don't know what you'll do. You understand them folks come telling you that they finna get your child or get your mama or something like that. You write a record. Give me a beat. And such and such selling candy and such and such selling chocolate. You done wrote a record. Uh-uh. I said, eh. I don't talk. I don't talk, y'all. I don't talk. I don't talk. Period. I live my life based off of what, what God, I don't know what the next moment is. I know for a fact that I can't walk except that man hold my hand. I know that I can't breathe except he puts oxygen from my lungs. I don't know. I don't know. I know that I live every day, not some days, but I live every day with an ache in my heart about a child that's caught up in the system that has the potential to go to prison at any time. I live with that every day. I can't talk. I can't talk. Not when I need God. I mess around and put my mouth on somebody else's child and be forfeited the blessing that I need God to do for mine. I can't talk, y'all. I can't talk. I just can't talk. I'm sorry. The girl is on mute. 
I can't talk. Mine ain't no better than yours. <laughs> uh-uh. I can't talk. I can't. I helped your baby out that hole. That's what I'll do. I help get your child out that fix. That's what I do. I can't talk. I can't talk. He said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times, boy. Before the rooster can even crow. You're going to do it. Verse 35, and he said unto him, When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, you didn't lack nothing. And they said nothing. This is what Jesus was saying to them. When I sent you out, I was exemplifying who I am to you. When I told y'all, don't take nothing for your journey. Y'all don't heard that in the song. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey right now. Jesus told them, don't take nothing. He said, because if you don't take nothing, you won't depend on nothing. You hear what I said? If you don't take nothing, you won't depend on nothing. But if you leave yourself some room for some stuff, you're going to depend on that and cast God to the side in that area where you might not take no emotions with you. You might not take nothing mentally with you. You might not take nothing physically with you. And you might not take nothing spiritually with you, but you took $50. Guess what? You're looking for somewhere to spend that $50. Or you got your mind on that $50. How you going to protect that 50? So Jesus said, I tell y'all what, don't take, I got you. Don't take nothing. I ain't got nothing, y'all. I ain't got nothing that I can't lose. I ain't got nothing that I can't lose. Y'all didn't hear me. I don't have nothing that I can't lose. This building can burn down, lose all this stuff in here. I could have an accident on a car and it be total. My place out there could burn down. I don't have nothing that I can't lose. Don't take nothing, he said. And look at the end part of verse 35. It says, and they said what? So in other words, they agreed with him, didn't they? You told us not to take nothing. Verse 36. Then said he unto them, But now, he that has a purse, let him take it. And likewise his script. And he that has no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. He said, You're getting ready. You're getting ready. You're getting ready. You're getting ready. See, you can't come to God with all that religion, Mm y'all. You can't come in here with all of that stuff from what you think how stuff's supposed to be. The Lord said, when you start with me, you got to come with nothing. And once I convert you, then I give you the artillery that you need to go out and do what needs to be done. But see, what we'll do is, is we want to come with stuff. 
and tell the Lord what we gonna take off and what we what we ain't gonna take off and I ain't gonna change this and this was always like this and my family been doing this like this and we always with this and that well you know I just believe this way right here this is just the way that I think that things is I, you know I just don't believe that the Lord is gonna do this right here I believe that the Lord understand you know what I'm saying? I know you know what I'm saying the Lord knew we were gonna mess up and all and I know that the Lord understand listen you better put that man in the garbage can and just go on and say listen Lord I need help in that area don't be making no excuses for it. Just say, listen, man, I'm struggling in that area. This is an area that I, I, I'm having a hard time letting go of. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm praying and I'm hoping that I do let go of it, but I got this struggle with it right now, Lord. You know, I pray that I see the day that I'm actually free from it, but I got this struggle with it right now. Don't come with that old crazy stuff. That way, you know, I know that the Lord understands that but the Lord understood why would people be in hell. Think about it. If he understood. So he tells him. Says get your sword. You, you, you ready for it. Verse 37. For I say unto you. That this. That this that is written. Must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressions. Look at that. For the things concerning me. Have. any. Look at that. See, look, I was, he was reckoned among transgressors. Lord have mercy. What does this light shine the brightest at? In darkness, right? He said he was reckoned among God help me. That's where I got to be. My light shines the brightest. But are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? To convert means the process of changing from one state to another. Convert. The process of changing from one state to another. Convert. The process of changing from one state to another. The second definition of convert is the changing of one's belief. The changing of one's belief. So you see conversion has two parts to it, don't you? Mm -hmm. So you literally, in conversion, you got to change your state, which means that you're going to change your position. Then the second one says the changing of one's beliefs, which means you have to change your mind. So in order for an effective conversion to take place, it must have both of those components. If it has changed its state, but hasn't changed its mind, 
it still hasn't gone through a full conversion. Mm. Example. Pick up right now and leave and move to Chicago. But still do the same thing in Chicago you did in Alabama. Was that a conversion? Mm-mm. See? So it's the changing. The process of changing from one state to another and the changing of one's belief. The changing of one's belief. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? How much of you has changed? How much of your belief has changed? Have you come to God with what your theory is of things? Versus seeing what his is. Because that is something that humanity has adopted. It's coming to God with our own theories. You have people that say, well, you know, I just don't believe that God is going to put nobody in hell. Well, he don't. You put yourself there. He don't put nobody in hell. Hell was not created for us. The Garden of Eden was. Hell was created for Lucifer. The falling angel. That's who it was created for. He didn't say anything about it ever being created for us. As a matter of fact, he made a way of escape for us. And if you will notice, Lucifer didn't get a way of escape, but we did. So he don't put nobody in hell. It is putting yourself there by not being converted. And there is a such thing as walking with Christ but not being yet converted. It is a such thing. We see it. We just saw it in the scripture. It doesn't matter how close you are. They were close enough to have personal conversation with Christ but still were not converted. Still wasn't converted but had personal conversation but still not converted. Had the opportunity to talk to Jesus, to walk with Jesus, to witness Jesus. They saw him in temptation and everything, but still would not be converted. Now, I would like to say that as, a, as to this house, because some of you have seen me in states like that. You have literally saw me go through temptations. You've literally saw me, you know, heard me go through temptations and all. But what about your place of conversion? What about your place of conversion? Because your true, authentic, genuinency to the house, to the presence of God, is not going to come until you have been converted. It will literally be conversations until conversion takes place. After Peter was converted, he did exactly what Jesus said. He began to strengthen his brethren. He began to be so powerful that his shadow healed. He became that powerful. And you don't see another instance as to where Peter had to be tested concerning his loyalty. Because when conversion takes place, loyalty is stamped on you. But until conversion, 
you have to question the loyalty. Because a lot of times it can just come verbally, but it's not yet a part or a position of the heart. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When the Lord comes, converted people are the ones that will take their sky with him. Converted people are. Just use your logic and think about it. Why would he take what's not converted? Why would he? Why would he take what's not converted? Heaven is a sacred place, right? Heaven is a holy place. The Bible says that the elders and the angels are consistently worshiping at the throne and they are crying holy is what it says so if it's if it, if the state of heaven is that pure why would he take something that's impure it would only contaminate right right conversion lessens your life of sin. Conversion lessens our life of sin, y'all. I'm being honest with you. It lessens it. I don't think that I would have been who I am and you know, without certain things in my life if it wasn't for having them been converted. You know what I'm saying? I'm for real. I don't. I count it to the fact of the conversion as to what I believe has kept me. Conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Being converted lessens your appetite for sin. It does. It lessens it. Because you're on the other side of things. The conversion has taken place. He's been poured on the inside of you. But if you're on the other side of the first side of it where he started talking to Simon. And then it's always a struggle. It's where it comes out mere words but it's no substance to it. So the conversion has to take place. My encouragement is for the conversion to take place because the conversion is what gives the strength to be able to say no to certain things, to be able to walk away from things and to be strong, to be strengthened. The conversion takes away that that makes you struggle with condemnation. It does. 
This struggle with condemnation is literally pretty much of null and void when it comes to a converted person. Because even if a converted person messes up, they just get up. They just get up. And they get up with an intent to run on, not to waddle in what has happened when there is conversion. Oh, I'm serious. I know because I know when I fall, I get my butt up and keep right on moving. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to be at service. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going to give God glory or what have you. You know, I ain't been to uh-uh. I ain't going in that. You know, because conversion. But when you're on the other side of conversion and you're still Simon, then it pulls you back in. Because see, okay, I'm going to give you an example. The Bible says that Peter returned to his former Because, see, he wasn't converted. He went right back to what he was doing. But conversion, a real conversion, you can't tell me a joker when they don't really been converted. You ain't going back in that stuff like that. It just ain't going to be like that. It don't work for you like that, man. You miserable. You like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this, man. I'm out of here. Point blank. I'm out. I can't do it. When a real conversion done took place. You like no, uh-uh, no, and then I don't care how much the enemy be trying to tear you up about it. You know you fail. You know what you did. You like man, you better kiss my butt. I'm out of here. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm out of here, Father. I thank you for forgiving me for it, but I'm I'm done. I'm done. It ain't no well. Let me go do it some more. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no, but it ain't no, uh-uh. It ain't none of that. It's let me get out of here. I'm sorry. I messed up. You know what I'm saying? Father, please forgive me. I want you know what I'm saying? Have mercy on me, please. And it's out of here. You know, it, it's not a, a continuous, you know. It's not a habitual thing when conversion has taken place. Because sometimes, even though being converted, there will be things that happen. There will be stuff that you do, you know. There will be stumbles that come along the way. But you say, uh-uh, man, you get up and keep moving. And it makes people look at you and say, like, dang, she didn't quit. My God, then you hear about what happened to her and that girl still talking Jesus. That woman still going on with Jesus. That's because that woman was converted. When you ain't converted, it'll take you back. You go back into it when a real conversion. God, this is heavy, y'all. This thing sitting on me heavy. When a real conversion hasn't taken place, you go right back into that same mess, man. And you just start wallowing in it more. More. But when a real, genuine conversion doesn't happen for you, you don't want it. It don't feel the same. It don't even be what you thought it was going to be. When it's a real conversion. Because you love that kingdom that has been poured on the inside of you. I love this kingdom, man. This kingdom right here. I ain't found nothing that's worth me giving up this kingdom. This kingdom right here. This kingdom, man, please. I have not come across anything that was greater than what Jesus said in Luke 22. He says that, listen, my father has given me the kingdom and now I have given you the kingdom. And so this kingdom that I have messed around and got into, I haven't seen anything in this world that was worth me 
given up this kingdom. It doesn't matter. Uh Uh-uh. Get me back to the kingdom. Even in times of strife, I find myself back at the kingdom. Because this is where it's set. This is where it's set, y'all. I'm telling you the truth, man. This is where it's at. This is the life right here. This is the life. Man, please. This is the life. And I know people reminiscing about the time they had yesterday, May Day, and reminiscing about the time they had at Charlie. And probably, you know, talking about, girl, you remember when you was up there dancing last night on that table? You were throwing down. You know, I know they reminiscing about all of that. But that's a fleeting moment. But this kingdom, it's an everlasting. Man, it's a joy that does not leave you. It is a joy that does not go anywhere. It's not contingent upon things that have to happen. It is contingent upon his presence. It is a joy, man, that does not leave. It is a glory that stays right there. It is a love, a passion that's right there. It's not something that you got to clap on and clap off. It's here. And I love it. I love it. Father, I honor you today. I just magnify you, man. I just glorify you. I so thank you. I do. In your presence is the fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Father, I honor you today. There are some, Lord, that took this day And they just chose to do something and saying, you know what? I'm going to honor my mama today or I'm going to do this today. And I'm not going to go to the house of the Lord today. And God, it still was about you. You made all of it possible. I'd rather honor the creator than the creation. I love Alice Lee, but I'm glad I got my word. I'm glad I got my word, see, because my word will keep me when Alice Lee done been called to glory. Yeah. My word will keep me, God. It's my relationship with you that won't ever end. I can say all day that my mama is an angel watching over me. And I maybe she would be Maybe it wouldn't be so. But one thing I do know, the presence of God don't go nowhere. That's the thing that I do know. And that's the thing that I love you for. And that I so honor and respect you for. And I pray that a reverence and a respect would come in this earth as for you and for who you really are. And that we will stop running after pagan things. But that we will salute you, Father. We will give glory to you, God. 
that we will pay the homage and the respect and the due that is unto you, God. That is the thing that my heart prays for, that my heart is longing after, God. God bless every mother. Yes, God, even you said that take care of your mother. But, Lord, you also said, who is my mother? Except those that do the will of my father. God, I want to thank you that what we hear from you is that keeping power. What we get from you is that sustaining power. That, Lord, that you pour into us, God, that that gives us the ability, Father, to go forward is the words that you speak, for they are life. And I thank you for them. I thank you for the words you have spoken today. You have profoundly given some revelation and some understanding today. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? That is the question that we pose. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Father, I honor you. I love you. I thank you for all that are in this house today. May great blessings be upon those. Even those that are listening, watching live, may great blessings be upon them, Father. May you continue to be the keeper. Be the light by day, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And a pillar of fire as a cloud that travels with us at night so that we are guided by the light. God, I thank you. Bless all that comes in for coming into this house today. Bless everyone that gives to this house, that sows seed, tithe, however, any type of way, anything that is given to this house. May you bless everyone that sees fit to do it. We love you. We're thankful for you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Man, are we there yet, y'all? Are we there yet? All right, those of you that are on Facebook, God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Happy Mother's Day to the mothers that will listen and watch. Happy Mother's Day to you. I pray that it is a superb day. I am covenantly connected in prayer with those that have mothers that are not here anymore. For those mothers that have children that are incarcerated, for the mothers that are dealing with kids that have sickness, that are handicapped and have autism and all these type things, just know that my heart is with you, that my prayers are are with you, that I feel you, I get it, I understand exactly the place where you are. And I pray that the comforting God that we serve would be your comforter throughout this day and throughout every day, that he would strengthen you as you have to deal with the oppositions of what you face. Know that I love you. Know that my heart is there for you. Stay encouraged in Jesus' name. Have a good one.